Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. All righty. It is a couple minutes after 6 p.m. Friday, March 2nd. 2018, me and Eric, we are going to be uh, talking about something. <laughs> I don't know what yet, but we're going to figure it out. So uh, just to let you know I, know, I know I had told you before I hit record that I, you know, just got over here from uh, New York to, to, to Wendy's place. Right. But I haven't set my computer up yet. I came in, went to the bathroom, got something to eat, and then I sat still for 10 or 15 minutes, and now I'm on the call. <laughs> we, got, <laughs> actually, we got back here. We got here about 10 after 5. 5 yeah. after 5, 10 after 5 is when we got here. My bus came into uh, into Philadelphia about 12, 15. So, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. so I, 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 I'm I going to say that I'm, I'm not ready to do anything that might be from my computer. So I just want to put that in there. Um, yeah, okay. Ahead, right. um, I would like to read something, but I, I ain't ready yet. So, uh, but I would like to know, uh, you know, what's happened since uh, last week to now. Our last conversation. Yeah. Ah, nothing, I guess. Okay. Um, the two women that I was going to talk to at the seminar have dropped out of the seminar. Oh. Okay. Well, that happens sometimes. I'm just sorry that it happened to you. you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, I never got the opportunity to talk to them. Okay. Now the one I know has been in seminars before, so I assume I'll see her at some other point. Yeah. The other one was a new graduate, so I don't know what's up with her. Okay. Have yeah. you had any new revelations or any new awarenesses or new insights um, since we last talked? No, just I'm getting annoyed that I never do the homework. That's what yeah. I'm about. What I mean, when we're on the call, I'm all excited to do all right i want to do this and do this and do this and then as soon as we hang up it like totally disappears and i don't think about it again okay so uh you should get a pen and paper mm-hmm what's the right on right now all right you, you got something yep oh that's right you do take notes okay good yeah so what what are the assignments that you're supposed to be doing that you haven't done yet uh finish reading that book yep um uh, collect all the empowering context into one document and put it on my phone somehow. Yep. Uh, finish the uh, the uh, the dating planning guide. Yep. Going through that, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to finish it. You need to continuously go through it. Yeah. Like if you go through it once, you know you're gonna go through it again later. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So it's like your workout manager or oh, something, yeah. you know? Treat it like that rather than, you know, something that got to get complete, something that's a tool for your ever-increasing, ever-ongoing uh, upgrade of yourself mm-hmm. as a dater. Because as you look through those things and you start asking questions, you're going to be like, huh, mm-hmm. never thought about that. You yeah. know, I mean... I've done the Lamar form five times. Yeah. Every time I do it, it's a different program, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Right? So, you know, uh, it's, there's a few books that I read ongoingly, and um, this is one of those times where you might want to use the planning guide as an ongoing source, mm-hmm. and, uh, as opposed to it being, you know, an assignment. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, let's see, um, I was supposed to read, uh, watch some videos on your YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, look up clubs. Yes. Which I found that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, and figure out where I, what I would do on a date. Twenty things to do with on a date. Yeah, like things I like to do, that kind of thing. Yeah, when you come to wisdom, mm. uh, you should bring this list with you. Matter of fact, uh, you can email me that list. You know, you can also text me that list. So, okay. um, yeah, I want that list because I want to be able to remember myself. You know. Oh right. right. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I have it like mixed in with my notes, so I can just go through my notes from all the way back and pull out the yeah. assignments. As a matter of fact, what would be awesome. If it's as if you turned your notes into a, a, a manual of some sort for yourself, you know? Mm. Yeah. You know, if you, if you, for example, you know, you took the notes called, you know, collecting the power of context, right? And then you mm-hmm. listen to last session's recording. You know, you'd be, I know you wrote them down, but you'd get them a little bit better. Or you can say, wow, let me ask about this one, or let me go deeper into that one, you know? Like, yeah. So so here's how you could handle an assignment, hmm. these assignments, is do one thing a day or schedule three of them, at least three of them a week, you know? Yeah. Because it's sort of like the same as working out. Oh, yeah. You know, it's designed to, to help you get better, not just to do an assignment. Yeah, exactly. And part of the problem is that I have the the notes on my work computer. Oh. Because that's where it's most comfortable to sit and take notes. I don't have right. them elsewhere. Okay. So where would it be most comfortable for you to actually have it handy to use? It would be calling you. Yeah, on my phone. Uh-huh. So here's what I suggest you do. Is uh, do you have Evernote as an app? I do. I never used it. I I have installed now, it. Never used it. Now's the time to use it, though. Because hmm. if you have it on your computer and you have Evernote on your computer, and then you put Evernote on your phone, they automatically uh, go into the phone. Okay. Yeah. When you update your phone, it updates the computer. When you update the computer, it updates the phone on the app. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then with Evernote, you also could create what they call notebooks. Hmm. So this could all be in your dating notebooks. You ain't got to wonder where the heck your notes are. And I'm yeah. saying this because I use Evernote to keep track of all the stuff that I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's my, you know, my weekly to-do list. Um, that's what I'm doing with uh, Evernote. That's That's one of the big things. My weekly uh, to-do lists and my daily what I learned today list. I have a I have a notebook and it is called the Journal of Transformation. So what I do is I start out you know the beginning of the week, Monday to Sunday, what I learned today. Hmm. Matter of fact, would you like to learn what I would you like to hear what I learned this week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is gonna be this is gonna be entertaining. All right. All right. So from Monday to now. Hmm. I didn't write anything yet today. Okay. So uh study the king archetype to get my power back. So the king archetype is one of the four male archetypes, king, magician, warrior, lover. I know I've hmm. mentioned it to you, but I didn't really, really go all the way into it yet, or did we? Yeah, I don't think so. No. Okay. Create a curriculum, not just a program, a curriculum that brings reality, uh, the instrument panel, which is, you know, the collecting context and principles together that works for humanity. And then three, being practical is a strategy and a mindset having nothing to do with reality. So people who who focus on being practical, it's a mindset, but reality, life is not practical. Life is just life. Hmm. That's just one way to go through life. You know what I mean? Hmm. I mean, say it again. I want to get that. 
Being practical is a strategy and a mindset having nothing to do with reality. Okay. Life is just life. Life isn't real reality or is it unreality. It's just what it is. But what being practical is a uh, useful and productive mindset, but it's a mindset. It's not life itself. It's not right. reality itself. Right. You could even call it a, a strong suit. You could call it a strong suit. Because people, people who are practical, they usually use it as if it's a strong suit. Yeah. Very practical. You can even see that for yourself because you know you got to be clear. You can't be taking no risk. You're not going right. to. You're not taking no risk. Yep. So it's a mindset, but it had nothing to do with reality. Yep. Yeah. Opportunities, exactly. you know. So like, yeah. So distinguishing it from whatever we think reality is. So uh, that was Monday. Tuesday, uh, I, I went more into reality because like I was having a conversation with a guy, and I was like, "What the heck? Really, does it take to be reality?" So. Um, the rules for facing reality. Right now, I've only saw three. I'm looking. It's an inquiry that I'm in, right? So mm-hmm. here they are. So the inquiry number one is expert. The expertise. Uh, you're such. You're an expert such that you can create and invent from nothing. Mm. The more of an expert you are in something, the more grounded you are in reality. That's how come you're able to produce the results you're able to produce. Because you're not fooled by non-reality. Hmm. Yeah. So, what one of the things that that uh, got me around this particular concept is that I realized that I was committed to facing reality in certain areas, but not every area of my life. So now, what I'm looking at is how do I have reality be where I come from and what I relate to in every area of my life, not just in the areas that I'm great at. Mm. That's what this whole inquiry was about in the first place. Yeah. So. Uh, the second thing I thought about, I, I say is, you know, the rules of facing reality is inspects, investigates, and inquires until there's nothing left to examine and do it as a way of life. I like that one. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like, you know, it, it, it's, it's nothing even personal. It's just that you're so committed to reality in everything you're doing, the food you eat, how, many, how often you brush your teeth and for how long, like everything you're doing. You know, you you getting connected to reality, and what's the reality you're trying to connect to or hmm. produce? So, it's like a new relationship to work, to the human to 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 living a life. You know? Yeah. Uh, the, the the third thing I saw uh, is that uh, no the the person who's connected to reality has no issues, has no ego issues about reality because uh, workability is the point of hmm. connecting to reality. Like, you can say it, do whatever you want, but this needs to work. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So reality is like the, the the gateway to workability. Well, it's our it's our gateway to workability, but workability and reality is there whether we like it or not, believe it or not, go for <laughs> it or not. You know? Yeah. So that was uh, what I learned uh, Tuesday. Wednesday. Ooh, had a big day Wednesday. Uh, uh, number uh, number eight. I mean, uh, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, the more men are facile with their emotions, this is one of the things I actually wanted to bring up with you. Mm. When I was writing, I was thinking about you. The more men are facile with their emotions, the better able they are to wrap women around their finger. Mm. So, what does facile mean? Um, skillful, easy, smooth. Uh, like you're facile with technology, okay? As an IT guy, yeah. it's expertise, but but it's like smooth. It's like you know your relationship with it is empowering. It's uh, you know it's uh, easy. It's uh, you know it's not a problem for you. You even self-expressed around it. That's mm. facile. You can look. You should look up the words so you get the dictionary definition the way you want, because then you'd be dealing with reality rather than my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so the more comfortable you are with dealing with and interacting with your emotions, the better able you will be to wrap women around your finger. Mm. Here's why. Here's why. Women already are emotional. 
So if you speak in their same language, which is the language of emotions, and you can manage them, which is what they hope you can do anyhow, because that's how they're going to feel safe and secure with you, is that you can manage them, then you can wrap them around your finger. That's the players are so good. Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah, there you are. Yeah, I was like, I thought you lost. I got dropped off. I'm like, I didn't even move. I'm just sitting here minding my business. What the hell? <laughs> what happened? Okay. So, uh, you remember, what was the last thing you heard me say? Um, that's why uh, players are so good. Ah, uh, yes. Because women want you to sit where they are and still be you. Hmm. They want you to be able to talk and communicate, you know, with them the way they are, but you got to do it in a way they still feel like you're the man, which means if you're still the man, you are you are strong and they feel safe and secure, and they can still relate to you at their level. But they don't know what it's like to relate to you at your level, and they usually get mad and wrong, make you wrong for not being able to relate to them, for, them to not, for you not being able to relate to them at their level, and... Like you not being able to relate to theirs, like mm. they can't. You know what I mean? Like they're like they don't care what you do as long as you relate to them, right? So if you being a player, they're like, oh my god! It's like you're singing songs and they just fall in love with the song, right? So if you're mm. not a song singer, you're you're a player. You're singing, you know, those kind of songs, man. You're singing, you know, love songs. They're gonna fall in love with you, you know. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so the more facile you are, the more you are comfortable. In your own skin, being a uh, uh, you know an emotion, you know, with your emotions, particularly charm, hmm. you know, because part of what you could do with charm is make them feel safe. And this is one of the things I was going to talk with you about, anyhow. If we hadn't, if you had nothing else to bring up, you know. Okay. And let me tell you why uh, I, I, I had this, and then I'll tell you the rest of the lessons that I got uh, this week so far. So uh, I was on the way to my Toastmasters meeting, and I, you know, so this guy comes out this building a little bit ahead of me, and hmm. and I, you know, he's taking his time, and I walk past him, but I smell, I saw he had this uh, old school hat that was so cool back in the day. They called it a Kango. Oh yeah. K, you know what those are, right? Kango yep. caps. Yep. Yeah, he had a Kango cap on, and it was a uh, you know uh, fabric. He had a, a tan leather coat that was the exact same mat, hat, color as the hat. Mm. He had, you know, full, you know, goatee, really trimmed up. But then I smelled his his cologne. I walked past him. I was like, "Yo, that's your cologne?" I'm like, "Yeah." Mm. Okay, I'm like, "This guy is a player in full player mode, and he got to be at least ten years older than me." I'm thinking. Yeah. And I'm like, "Dude, you you." Man, use the, use the Mac from way back, bro. I was like, man, I, it's amazing, man. I'm so inspired by you, bro, man. And you know game recognize game, right? You know mm-hmm. that, right? Like, yeah. laughing, we smile and whatnot. <laughs> I said, you know, one day, man, if I ever run into you again, I got the time. I'm in a hurry now, man, but I would love to talk to you because you reminded me about 14 things. And I was like, yeah, man, but, uh, you know, go on with your bad stuff. He said, man, they won't let me stop playing. Yeah. <laughs> they won't leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you got it, you got it. You know what I mean. So, yeah. 
And what it taught me, though, is that, you know, players, you know, me being one of them, I know how to deal with women's emotions. Mm. I don't want to play the same games I used to play, but it ain't like I don't know how. So I'm saying that one of the things you might want to learn how to do, and I'm going to support you with that, is to be comfortable with how you feel rather than be scared to show your feelings and then get your butt kicked Mm. and then run away. Hmm. Okay. Um, So that's that. And then then, uh, I I learned five lessons on, on Wednesday, bro. That was number one. Number two, what's the least I can say or do and still have what I say or do amazing? Mm. What I mean is how short can I say what I have to say and it still be like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, I might put up ten points and maybe I only need to put up two. Oh, I need to start looking at how do I, how many, what do I need to say or do? What's the least I can say or do that would make people be like lose their mind? Pull out their seat, clap, give me a standing ovation, whatever. I actually learned that from uh, Toastmasters, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm still dealing with reality, so the third thing is take, track what's so, take out any interpretations. In other words, yeah, life is empty and meaningless, and it's empty and meaningless, that is empty and meaningless. But if I'm not consciously tracking it, and then, you know, I can't track either myself or someone else's interpretation while they're dealing with what they're dealing with, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, that's a good one to learn. That's a good one. Yeah, track what's so. Not just assume what's so or let what's so be what's so. Track it so mm-hmm. you can actually get conscious to whether or not you are dealing with what's so or not, or you're comfortable with what's so or not, or you're working with what's so or not. Or if you're dealing with what's so or if you're dealing with the interpretation. Right. Yeah. This is giving you access to reality. Another yeah. way of saying it. This, was, this seems to be the week of reality for some reason. Um, yeah. So, so that's that. And then the fourth thing was to learn the design principles of a thing. So everything's got a design principle to it. You know, hmm. an automobile, you know, has four wheels, you know, engine, transmission, brakes, windshield, seats, steering column, right, four hmm. tires. Like, every car has got all of those things. Now, to what degree do they have them, high level, low level, you know, specifics or whatever, that's a different story. But cars are designed to be cars. It took um, 30 years from the time the Wright brothers built a plane to the time that uh, every plane was safe and consistent because before then, planes were inconsistent and um, nobody wanted to do commercial air flight mm. because they couldn't guarantee as a business that the planes were going to be safe to get from one thing, reliable to get from one place to the other. But when they discovered, the, the, I think there's like five things that they needed to have consistently reliable in the airplane, that's when they decided to go into air flight. And, and create businesses to try, have people travel. Oh to yeah, okay. But before then, it was like ah, you know, <laughs> World War One kind of helped it because of the planes and what was going on with the planes wrong and all that stuff. But uh, when they finally figured it out, they're like ah, okay. And then we had an explosion in air flight, uh, commercial air flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so understanding the design principles of a thing. So you understand, for example, you know, to to a large degree, you might not be conscious of it, but you understand the design principle of the of the technology that you do, right? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Understand it, you understand it fundamentally. You can draw it out, and then, you know, you can see each individual piece and deal with it individually and know you're still dealing with it as a as a global whole. Yeah. Yeah, that's right? how I, yeah, I learned that in college from the ground up, how the circuits are designed and then everything above that all the way up. Right. Now, this is an opportunity with me and you, but not just me and you, where you can actually do understand dating and relationships and women from the ground up. Like, I want you to start listening to it that way, looking at it that way, fundamentally, not just this situation here. Yeah. So the mindset, the educational commitment that you had to, to what you do for a living even though this is a different topic, you're still as committed to it, and it's more rewarding and fulfilling, no matter how much money you make from what you do. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. It just so, seems so less logical than computers. 
Yeah, that's because um, you don't know where the things are. So I'm going to just say these things real quick, mm. and then um, you know we can come back to this later. Right. And uh, which means you might want to listen to this recording again. And, and I also want to remind you that this is just one week that ain't even finished yet. That's from uh, my journal of transformation, <laughs> which is what I learn every day, right? Because you yeah. heard me say before, I can't wait. To, I cannot wait to find out how much smarter I'm going to be two weeks from now, right? You heard me say yeah. that before. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This is this is how come I can say that. Hmm. <laughs> I look back over the last two weeks. I'm like, oh my god, jeez. And this is the kind of stuff. This is the kind of stuff that happens almost almost every day. I don't get every day. I get almost every day. I get out of a thirty day month about twenty five, twenty six new the, the, every twenty five, twenty six of those days. I'd be like blowing my own mind. Yeah. So you know you have your homework notes, put it on Evernote, connect it to your phone. You'll have it on both. All right. And then and then while you're driving or you at the restaurant or something, you could. Look on there to remind yourself of something. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, matter of fact, after I go through this, I'm going to talk to you about the design principle of relationships. Okay. Okay, cool. Next, number five uh, for Wednesday was uh, recognizing results because results matter most since results come from the results of reality interacting with itself. (laughs) I know it sounded kind of like a mouthful, but like, Reality, I mean, results tell you what reality is, hmm. right? So you go outside when it's raining, you ain't got an umbrella, you're going to get wet. Yeah. Then you're going to be like, oh, it's raining. <laughs> the results are telling you it's raining, right? Yep. You go, you go to an ATM to take money out, ain't no money in there coming out. The, the result is you get no money withdrawn because you got nothing in there. Like the result yeah. is telling you what the reality is. Is that's why you know that's that. So that was Wednesday. I had five lessons Wednesday. Uh, mm. Third th- Thursday, which yesterday had um, three lessons that I that I'm conscious of. Uh, so um, I didn't I didn't write anything lessons down yet today, but uh, I've been too busy on the road. I had we really thinking doing thinking, but uh, yesterday was uh, to comp- to create prosperity language and speak it. So I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said something. He's like, yo, man, you sound like, you know, you're not optimistic enough. Like, you don't believe in yourself enough. Like, you sound, you know, like he, he didn't say I sound like a, like a, a coming from poor, uh, a poor mindset. Mm-hmm. And then when I explained to him why I say what I said, he's like, yeah, okay, that, whatever you said, I heard it, I understand it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so there's going to be people just like him, not just him. So. I'm so committed to communicating in ways that's impossible to misunderstand. I didn't think about talking to people in ways that inspires them to want to do business with me. Mm. Not like from, not from sales, but from believing in me because I believe in me so much that that they believe in me too. Yeah. You know, I could get somebody to, to hire me or to buy something from me, but to have the kind of language that makes people be inspired by my mindset and my prosperity is a different story. So I'm now looking at how how do I invent prosperity language? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's kind of like enrolling someone into a possibility. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's like sometimes uh, uh, you say something to somebody who is wealthy. And you say something, and it's an indication of, oh, this person don't know nothing about money. And then they run away, but they won't tell you. Mm. I remember, just to give you an example in a different realm, I was was a messenger dispatcher. And I was working for this company uh, about a year and a half now at that point. And um, uh, about a year. Anyhow, um, the the guy that, that... that approved of me being hired. He was my coworker. He was my manager. He ended up getting fired on my 30th birthday. Mm. I'm like, can I have my 30th birthday to myself? <laughs> no, it was the first day of three months of 16-hour days. No, oh, jeez. Yeah, first day, 30. It's not, you know, it's not 26. It's not, you know, 41. It's like 30. You know, it's like 21, 18, 21, 30, 50, 60. You know, like that, mm. right? Those are like the big ones, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, so anyhow, 
uh, we ended up hiring this guy, uh, and I, I had a feeling he didn't know what he was talking about or doing. Anyhow, uh, his second day on the job, we got a bunch of a uh, bunch of uh, packages on the table that we would use to give to the guys to go deliver them. Hmm. And he said, um, "So uh, when do you send these packages out?" And I knew he didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Yeah. Because the only answer is, as soon as you get somebody, you send these motherfuckers out unless there's a time that it needs to be sent out. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you send them out ASAP. If it's sitting there more than 15 minutes, it's there too long already. It's already behind schedule. But a, 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 a dispatcher, a, 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 an experienced dispatcher would notice. So he was basically saying, I don't know nothing about the dispatching, even though I'm going to be your boss and you're training me to be my oh, boss. <laughs> uh, yeah, they hired him to train, they hired him, and they they hired him to be my boss, and they wanted me to train him to be my boss. Wow. Right. So after that day, after he said that, uh, within a half hour, I went to my boss and said, listen, this guy seems like a nice guy and everything. And in six months, he might I, I could probably train him into being a good a good dispatcher. But right now, he don't know nothing, and and I'm gonna have to train him. And the reason why I ended up staying on the job for three uh, straight months or sixteen hour days because I had to work my shift and his. Yeah. So they thought I was just trying to protect my job. All right, fine. And then one day, I went to I had to go to the bathroom. It was a critical period, and I couldn't hold it in no more. Mm-hmm. So, so there was three different op- three different things that was happening, and I told them what it was going to be. When this person calls, give him this. When this person calls, tell him to do that. When this person calls, tell him, don't go nowhere, call back in 10 minutes. I laid it out. I wrote it out. I went to the bathroom. I think I was in the bathroom maybe three minutes. I came back. He fucked up two of the things, which really made the third thing almost impossible to do. Yeah, I I told my boss, and then they started believing me that he didn't know what he was doing. But it took three freaking months almost to get that right. Wow. Yeah. So the point I'm trying to make is that as soon as he said what he said, I already knew he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. Right. As soon as he says, "Hey, when do you send these packages out?" So talking to wealthy people, and you say the wrong thing, they're gonna know you don't know nothing about money, and they'll leave you alone. Hmm. Just as, as simple as his cue was for me about the job. Yeah. So I'm looking at how do I speak the language of prosperity around prosperous people, or anybody really, without changing me, but still having me prosperous. So that's what I'm looking at right now. Okay. That's what the insight was around. Right? I know it took a little minute. Wow. So, so uh, the next thing is, have you ever heard of this concept called gamification? No, I haven't. Gamification is uh, when you take a business or an app or something and you make people feel like they're playing it or you put game mm, okay. elements into it. So yeah. frequent flyer miles is a form of gamification. Uh, Facebooks and other social media's versions of likes, shares, and comments is gamification, notification. Yeah. So that's gamification stuff. So uh, giving people a bonus you know, bring me two new class customers, I'll, I'll give you, you know, a month free or something like that. Mm-hmm. So what I just realized is I understand the concept, but I never thought about recognizing them and collecting them so yeah. I could use them in the future. So one of the things I got from yesterday was to collect gamification structures. Hmm. And, and the third thing I uh, learned yesterday was that uh, effective Internet marketing requires this concept called persuasion architecture. You got to design the website from a user experience perspective Mm. that the user experience persuades them, addicts them, gamifies them, talks them into doing what you want them to do because you're also meeting them where they are and taking them where they want to go but you're also taking them away from the things that they would be worried about or holding back and stuff like that. Persuasion architecture. Now, I heard about persuasion architecture near 10 years ago probably, but I couldn't understand it when I was reading it. But now I'm present to 
I really got to understand this because marketing I'm discovering is so much more complicated than I even thought it was, which is really saying something. Because mm, I right. thought that I thought that market I thought that marketing was like brain surgery. No, to me at this point I'm going to learn it, but it feels like building it a solar system, oh, not wow. brain surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw a webinar yesterday that was about how to create a landing page. And the detail that he went to into showing up, talking about these landing pages, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. It, it sounded <laughs> like he was saying the, the only way to build a skyscraper is by collecting rocks and using those rocks to build a skyscraper, but you can't use nothing else, no steel, no cement, <laughs> no wood, just rocks. But that's the best, that's the best skyscraper you're ever going to build. I'm like, huh? That's what, he didn't use that. I'm just using that as an example. But that's how complicated the damn one page, the one page landing page was. Wow. I'm like, you, you think it's that complicated to create the ad to get them to that landing page in the first place? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, I cannot believe how complicated this is. Oh, <laughs> like, nah, no wonder you know I've been man. Oh my god, no wonder I ain't been a, you know a superstar Oprah Winfrey you know version of Oprah Winfrey on TV. No wonder I ain't, I ain't world famous. Uh, that stuff, I don't know none of that stuff. Well, yeah. anyhow, so that's what I learned this week. Damn, that's this man. week. That's yeah. a lot to learn in a week. Yeah, but if you don't notice what you're learning or you're not looking to learn, then what? Yeah, then you're not doing anything. Yeah, so that's what that's what the um, the dating success acts, uh, planning guide is about, so that you can learn this type of stuff mm. with the with the book by looking at the book and making it, having the book asking you questions, making you ask questions yourself. Yeah. You know, if you was writing down the stuff you was getting out of uh you know, no more Mr. Nice Guy, how much more would it make a difference for you? Yeah. Like, wow, I didn't realize that. Let me write this down so I don't forget it and I have it in my phone so I can see it while I'm on you know, having lunch. Or I have it in my phone, so I see this woman at the restaurant. Maybe I got a maybe I got a, a, a page called Conversation Starters. Mm, yeah, <laughs> right. And now you're looking at that like, oh, okay, let me come <laughs> Oh, this will be perfect, right? So, if if learning is not one of your passions, then now's a good time to have it be that. Because because when you learn enough, you'll learn from the learning. So to give you an example, what I mean is that gamification is taking game theory, how games are so addictive and fun, and applying it to something else that's not a game. Right. So I got this book that I'm writing, Qualifying Men. I'm rewriting. It's my third, re- it's my <laughs> third writing. It's my second rewrite. And in there... I was taught uh, something when I was in the catering, when I had a catering job, right? I was a manager for a caterer, um, and uh, I also was doing public speaking with, you know, with my guy who owns a catering company, man. Hmm. And so um, he had talked about uh, how the whole conversation was about pricing, how to set the price, how to determine how how you want to, what you want to price, so what, man? So... What he had it is the pricing structure, in, at least in the food industry, is like based on four different levels of of whatever it is you're offering, four different, level, four different levels of offering. One is as a commodity. One is as a uh, product. One is as a service. One is as an experience. So a commodity, he used the example of coffee. Mm-hmm. So coffee, a commodity, uh, coffee is a 100-pound bag of coffee beans. You could probably... If you looked at priced it out, you probably could get uh, one cent per cup if you turned it into coffee itself. And because it's you know it's a commodity, it got no brand name. You don't know who it did it. It could be come from one of any you know twenty thousand coffee bean growers worldwide, whatever, right? So that would be you know pricing something as a commodity. The second thing would be pricing something as a product. So 
you take your commodity, your hundred pound bags, you give it to, you know, chock full of nuts, let's just say, right? Yeah. Eight o'clock coffee, whatever. And then they put it they process it, they put it in a can so you could buy the can for five or six dollars as a five pound bag, a five pound can. And then, you know, you're able to make coffee and it probably costs you like five to ten cents a cup by the time you process it and make all the coffee you're gonna make, right? You know, it's a lot easier to deal with and that's why the price is up. Because hmm. it's a lot easier for you to deal with. You can get it quick, pretty quickly. The next thing is service. So, you know, you got food trucks here in Philly, you know, and, and, and where you're at. So you walk past a, a food truck that sells coffee, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you give them a dollar or a dollar fifty, whatever, two dollars, whatever they're selling it at, and then they give you a cup of coffee, right? Milk, yeah. sugar, whatever you like it, right? So now they spent the time to make the coffee for you, so they're giving you it as a uh, service. They're serving you coffee yeah, that they need. Okay. Okay. And now that's like some coffee's a dollar, dollar fifty a cup, right? And so yeah. as a as an experience, as an experience, you go to a high end restaurant where they've got violin players and they got all this music going on, and you got this, you know, expensive, you know, cutlery and all of this stuff. The and the way the tables look is amazing, um, you know. And then they give you coffee, but that coffee's like five to ten dollars is a part of your meal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or they don't give you no coffee because they're getting the price of the coffee out of the meal that you got, which is probably cost you a hundred dollars or whatever, right? Yeah. You know, but you know, you pay a hundred dollars for some meal. This meal is going to blow your mind as well as the restaurant itself. That's what they tend to do because they want to leave you with an experience you'll never forget and make you want to come back from the experience. Mm. Make sense? Yeah. And that's another reason why drugs are so expensive because drugs leave you with an experience. An experience of getting high, an experience of being healthy. Drugs are experiential. Right. That's the highest price service uh, offering that we make to people. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because I've taken that concept and I applied it to women to understand how to wrap their, uh, wrap us around their finger. Hmm. So I let them know that you want to be a commodity, you want to be a product, you want to be a service, or you want to be an experience for your man. And here's how you do it. I'm not going to go into the details right now, but but I use something from, you know, the food industry and from, you know, corporate, you know, business, and I applied it to relationships. Ain't nobody ever thought of that one before. But I'm hmm. saying, you know, it's feasible for you to learn about relationships or but also look and see how you can take technology and apply it to experience, to relationships or learn how to take money and apply it to, to relationships. Like I was a kid when I was young, I used astrology to get me into relationships. I told you that before. Yeah. I didn't say it the way, I didn't say it the way I said it just now. And, yeah. you know, the context for me bringing it up then was, was a little bit different, but you have skill sets that you can apply to relationships. If you only thought about it, hmm. as a matter of fact, I'm even going to give it to you even deeper. You ready? Yeah. Relationships, the best example of how to make a relationship amazing is to look at business. Business structures are the most accurate thing that's not inside of romantic relationships that will make a romantic relationship amazing. Yeah, because here's why. Um, You know, when you're dating or trying to go on a date, you're trying to sell, sell 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 yourself to somebody. Right? You're trying to get yeah. them to be enrolled in who you are. So you want them to to know you like you and trust you enough for them to spend time with you. You're selling yourself to them. You're selling um, them on you and vice versa. And you actually never stop. You marry 30, 40 years, you still do that. You just do it in different ways. Hmm. You have a high-end customer that you've had you know, long-term retention. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the second thing is investments. You're always investing in your relationship, whether you know it or not. Question is, what are you investing? Are you investing time, love, attention? You're investing uh risk management, control and, and fear? Mm. You know, what are you investing in it? You know, the more you invest in the best thing to invest in, quite frankly, is uh resources, uh, agreements structures that make the relationship work and customer service, other words love. And so so investments, right? So you, you want to do that. 
Um, the third thing is you want to make life work. So, you know, having in relationships, having the relationship work is the big thing. So it's dealing with finances. It's dealing with emotions. It's dealing with all the things that can shut down the relationship, um, you know, in ways that you would not want it to have. Hmm. Uh, so you want the relationship to actually work. You want your life to work. You want to have your needs met and all of that stuff. Your needs met, agreements made, all of that. Um, fourth is customer service. You want to make sure that your your partner that you're being with is so amazing, so loving, that they, and they experience you as so amazing and so loving that they don't want to go nowhere. Because you know, when you go to it, and if there was a complaint, you turn that complaint into an opportunity to increase and improve the customer service experience of <laughs> what are you doing, right? You know, how, uh, many businesses, how many businesses do you go to where, you know, you had a, a complaint and they turned that complaint around so awesomely that you know you're never going to leave them again because, damn, actually, listen to me. Man, they made yeah. it matter, right? Yep, exactly. That's, that's customer service, but that's also romance. Hmm. Next is uh, uh, fundamental agreements. So you got a, you know, you got a legal aspect to your business. To your family, to your, to your relationships, you got to make agreements that work. Um, you know, you got to set down policies, procedures, and relationships and stuff like that. So you got to have the legal aspect of your relationship together. And then, last but not least, you need to have the vision to see how all of that works together and how you can take it even further and make it better. Mm. Wow. So, so using business structures to make relationship work is about the smartest thing I can think of. I don't know anything that's better, closer to, and the reason why relationships, I mean, business is so big is because they're using the things that are um, a complete demonstration of our social structure, mm -hmm. our show social design. All, the reason why it's so effective is because everything that's happened in business is really how we get along. It's, it's our social design. It's our social structure. You may have been using it for so long. They were able to uh, perfect it. Yes, they still need to perfect it because they don't have the vision to be able to see how all of those things yeah, connect. Okay. That's the, and that's the reason why relationships are so complicated. Yeah. You know, if you're so right now, you're a guy who's minimizes risk. You're like, you know, always defending and checking and, and trying not to fail and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Rather, rather than what can I invest in? What kind of investments can I make grow? Hmm. Not what do I keep from failing, but what can I invest in that's going to have me win? Wow! Right? How can I yeah. get better at how can I get better at sales? Because really, when you're talking about getting involved with a woman, you really talk about how can I get her to, how can I get her to like me, which means how am I going to sell her on me? Hmm. That's really what you're saying. Yeah, you don't want to be salesy, but the process, whether regardless of your style, is the same. Hmm. You know, so how you're going to make the relationship work is how you're going to make your life work. So you got to have enough money to make it work. Not like you got to be rich, but you got to have enough money and, and the capacity to be able to get everything you need and she needs in the relationship. And have it be consistent and not worry about it. Yeah. Right? So you want to have life work. You know, your infrastructure, all your needs met. You want to have that. Then you want to have love present, which means you want to be focusing on leaving her feeling great, which is the essence of customer service. But most businesses don't even pay attention to customer service because even if they try to, you know, take care of you, what they're really trying to do is do as little as possible to keep you from leaving mm. rather than do as much as possible to blow your mind and make you never want to leave. And remember when I said, you know, I was going to um, give you the fundamental nature of relationships? Mm -hmm. um, this, this is the fundamental relation, the fundamental nature of relationships. Yeah, okay. This is it. As a matter of fact, um, I'm just giving you the outline to one of my programs called Happily Ever After. I'd be happy to deliver that to you in the process of what we're doing here. Okay. Because I know the reason why I didn't bring it up at first, you know, before now, is that I know you need to know how to get somebody. Yeah. That's a big deal for you. You're not even sure if you're ready to be in a relationship. <laughs> but 
if you understand the nature of relationships, it'll be a little bit easier for you to, you to be able to figure out, okay, uh, if I'm going to get in a relationship, uh, what kind of relationship do I want to be in and how, how can I make it happen? Yeah. Well, first, of all, first off, you need to know how to get somebody. So I totally got that, right? So, yeah. but, but, you know, whenever you're ready, I'm saying this to you now, whenever you feel comfortable or really thinking about doing whatever on this thing, then uh, we should, um, you know, talk about happily ever after. We could we could fit this into what we're doing. We got plenty of time. It's, it's a yeah, six okay. week it's six week program. I don't have to even do it back to back. I can do this one session, and then you'd be like, oh, okay. And then you know, we'll cover some other points of view, man. I want to take care of where you are and what's right. most important to you right now. Then you know, do a program, and you do it my way. We're not we're not doing that. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So. Um, um, what do you think about what I just got finished saying, even though I said a whole bunch of stuff? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's definitely something I want to know. When you talked about uh, knowing something from the ground up. Yeah. This is part of it. This is definitely part of it. You know, there's a, there's a few other things, mm-hmm. but, but everything that I would tell you from from this point forward is going to be inside of one of those six areas. You know, sales, investments, operations, customer service, legal, or vision. Anything that happens in relationships is inside of one or more of those areas. It just, it just is, man. And so, uh, I'll, I'll be able to help you. To, I'll be happy to, you know, talk to you about it at another time. But right yeah. now, what you need is, what you need right now, you need what? It's sales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You need, you need how to do sales, bro. Where were those six again? Sales, operations, uh, investments, customer service, okay, legal, mm-hmm. and vision. Okay. So now, that's translating business into what we do. But here's what it really is on the court. Mm. On the court. On the court is not knowing who you are or knowing who you are is number one. Top priority. When you know yourself, you feel so confident you can sell yourself on other people. Hmm. That's why us doing this mind, uh, you know, um, um, how do they call it in the pickup artist community, uh, inner game. No, um, yeah, okay. it's, yeah, it's it's so critical for you to understand your own inner game. It's uh, it's a, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a, you got to know it. Without that, you got nothing. Hmm. And so um, that's the first thing. The second thing is understanding the gender differences. You got to understand the difference between men and women. And when you understand them, you won't get thrown off when she acts differently or she don't like the way you act. Mm. You know, you'll either realize whether or not you deal with somebody who's right for you or not. Yeah. You know, so that's the second thing, not understanding gender differences. The third thing is not managing emotions. These are the five biggest problems in relationships. And every problem that you're going to ever see is inside of these five problems. Hmm. Okay. Every every problem in the planet that happens in relationships is inside of these five, and I just gave you three of the five. Yeah. The, fourth, the fourth problem is breakdowns. Breakdowns are particularly problematic because um, breakdowns, the source of combining the other problems. <laughs> no. <laughs> bring down, bring down, bring the other problems. And then the fifth problem is miscommunication. Not communicating on the same page or effective enough. Those are the five problems. Any problem that happens in relationships is one or more of those five at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, a reason I bring up the, the thing about breakdowns is when you have a breakdown, um, usually what happens is you have emotions getting triggered in that. Yeah. And so you get, you know, fearful, angry, whatever, right? She feels the same way she feels. She's going to have different feelings than you because she's a different person than you because she's a female with different priorities than men do. Chances are she's going to be triggered because she don't feel safe and secure, and you're going to get triggered because you don't feel successful enough, like you're losing in her eyes, like she thinks you're a loser or something. Right. So you're all going to – so what happens is you've got feelings that are different from hers, for different reasons, and then y'all start communicating, <laughs> and the communication is off because she's talking about trying to get safe and secure without being direct 
And you're over there complaining about how come you treat me like I'm a loser or something. Yeah. So now you have a miscommunication, even if you talk about the same thing, like a flat tire on a highway. Yeah. Right? You're talking off. You think you're all talking about the same thing, right? Nope. You're not, damn it. Wow. <laughs> right? And so now it's miscommunication. And if you don't know who you are, you don't even notice half the problems. And then you solve the problem, right? You solve the problem called uh, flat tire. Hmm. But she's still upset, and so are you. And so you don't even communicate about it, and now you got withholding. Right? So you don't solve one problem. you got to identify all the problems and solve them all at the same time or solve them all as soon as possible. Yeah. Right? And so that's why some relationships are so complicated because we treat each individual thing. We only treat the part we see or think or understand, not the whole thing. Right. We treat relationships like like fractions instead of the whole thing. Mm. We think exercise is going to make it work, but we're not eating. Yeah. <laughs> so we start the stuff, right? Yeah. You know, we think having great vision is fine, so we don't brush our teeth. You know, like we're leaving stuff out, not realizing the whole aspect of who we are and what's important. And then our partner don't know it either. Hmm. And then here's the worst part. The reason why the biggest problem is not knowing who you are is because if you don't know who you are, you can't see who anybody else is. Hmm. See, when you know who you are, what people don't know is when you know who you are, you understand where you are fundamentally. You understand who you are as a person, as a principle. And so... Because you're principle-based now, you're conscious of the principle you live your life by, you can see what principles other people have or living from or not. And so when you don't know who you are, you don't know, that you, you don't know how to see who other people are, which means you won't know what kind of partner you're dealing with until it's too late. Yeah. And it's worse than that. See, if you don't know who you are, then, then you're not attractive to people who do know who they are. People who do know who they are do not want to be in a relationship with somebody who do not know who they are. Hmm. Know why? Because the person who knows who they are knows how to make themselves happy, makes decisions that they're going to be ha- they know they're going to be happy with later because they know themselves enough that they're still going to want what they ask for after they get it. Yeah. People who don't know who they are, they're expecting their partner to make them happy. And they don't know if they're going to be happy or not until after they get what they want. Hmm. They're going to, and then they're going to be like, oh, it seems like a good idea at the time. So people who know who they are, are um, don't want the burden of being with somebody who don't know who they are. Because the person who don't know who they are is going to be looking for that person, the person who do, to work with them. So when that's happening is people who know who they are get in, only get in a relationship with other people who know who they are. And people who don't know who they are only get in relationships with people who don't know who they are because they can't tell the difference and because they don't feel like they're overburdening each other because they expect the other person to take care of them and they don't even realize that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They end up in a crummy relationship and then they wonder what happened. <laughs> that's why knowing who you are is the number one biggest issue. So how do you go about you finding out? How do you go about knowing who you are finding out? Uh-huh. Good question. That sounds like the beginning of happily ever after because it is session one. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, you know what? We'll do that as the next session. Right? All right, cool. Yeah, because you got to know who you are, man. If you don't know who you are, bro, you're going to be walking around with doubt. Yeah. And if you're walking around with doubt, especially as a guy, you can't make a woman feel safe and secure because you don't even know what you're going to do. And so they can tell you don't know what you're going to do. And a confident woman, not a confident woman, a woman who knows who she are, she is, mm-hmm. she's going to see like you don't know who you are, and so you can't take care of her. You can't make her feel safe and secure. they got to leave you alone. And then she'll go find a guy who does know who she is because she can see that he knows who he is because, as they say in sports and in the drug world, game, recognize game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know that you can see who people are. Game, yeah. recognize game. So, hmm. players under, players recognize players. You know, burglars recognize burglars. You know, people with integrity recognize people with integrity. Public speakers recognize public speakers. People recognize who they are. They yeah. can see you. 
You ever heard that talk? Like the guy that I, I was talking to with the, with the can go cap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> game recognized game, bro. I'm just saying. Yep. I, used to, I used to wear them. I used to wear them can go caps out, man. Peace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I haven't said a lot. This 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 thing, man. This session yeah. here. And, uh, um. So what are you getting out of this? Uh, there's still a lot to learn. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. True. What else? Hmm. I need to get my shit together and uh, start doing the assignments. Uh huh. Yeah. You know when you download Evernote and yeah. put this stuff on your Evernote. Yeah. I will tell you, it's better to type it than to copy and paste it. But at this point, you should copy and paste it. You can <laughs> yeah. edit it later if you want. To start right? with, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I, that using the business structures—that's really because uh, it puts everything into a framework. Because I kind of had some of those things in rattling around in my head. Some of those, yeah. the five problems, but never really. Organized it. Yeah. Well, that's because nobody knows this stuff with me. Yeah. Well, you know, or whoever <laughs> I coached. I don't know no relationship coaches that knows this stuff. Yeah. But then again, I, I, I received from spirit. So spirit gave me this stuff. I need to have this out there in the world. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I already know that. So I can't stop until I do it. Yep. So. All right. But, uh, all right. What else you got? Anything else? What else you got? I think that's it for now. What happened to reality? Uh, reality. What happened to reality? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what happened to learning? Oh, keep track of reality. Keep track of what's so. Yeah. Yeah, you had felt you had expressed that you had really gotten something out of that part of it. So that's why I wanted to remind you that you actually got some part out of it. Oh yeah, what did I get? Uh, it felt like. You know, and I'd have to listen to the recording to hear it, but it felt like you felt that um, uh, becoming more connected to reality will improve you as a human being as well as your, your desire around dating and stuff. Yeah. That was my experience, anyhow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, not interacting with the stories, but interacting with reality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know you got overloaded because I did not know I was going to go here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't, you know, I just, you know, yeah. responding to what your needs are, you know? Yeah. But uh, this is the fundamental thing about relationships. And, and I didn't go here earlier than now because it's like, yo, we need to get you, you know, hmm. taken care of, if you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Get you taken care of, taking care of women. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're going to keep working on that one better. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, anything you want to say in closing? Because I know this was a mouthful, but. Nope. I got nothing else to say, I guess. All right. Um, looking forward to seeing you on uh, Sunday. 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 Yep. It'll be awesome. Yep. And uh, that's all I got, bro. All right. Cool. Yo, this is awesome. Talk to you later. Yep. I'll talk to you then. All right. Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.